They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic Conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I'm joined, as usual, by my, my good pal from Rockville Center, New York. That's Frank Alasia. Hey, Frank, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing just fine, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is good. Uh, we've just had Reconciliation Monday in the Archdiocese of New York, and hopefully our friends availed themselves of the Sacrament of Confession. We're mm -hmm. doing this podcast on Holy Thursday. So why don't we turn our attention for this one uh, to the two great days of the year, Good Friday and Easter Sunday. I tell you, I love Good Friday. It's a solemn time, and it's a very prayerful time. But first, why do they call it good? Because obviously the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world was offered up for us on that day. And because Jesus freely and completely submitted himself to God's will and thus conquered and defeated death forever. And it is therefore holy and good. How are you preparing yourself for Good Friday this year, Frank? Well, I think of what Fulton Sheen said, and he said that Easter can no more be separated from Good Friday than college graduation day can from discipline and exams. Yeah. And I think Good Friday and Easter say to us that, you know, Christ suffered on the cross and each one of us will have some suffering and, and trials in our life. But it's, it's not suffering for suffering's sake. It has a purpose. And that purpose is because Jesus wants to draw closer to us. And nobody likes to suffer. I mean, we, we, we all know that. But but there is a purpose and there is a meaning to it. You know, oh, yeah, he draws closer to us and we draw closer to him. But when we, we don't want to do it, as you said, we, we do it. It hurts. We see him in his humanity. You know, in her diary, Sister Faustina Kowalska, the Polish nun who really advanced the celebration of divine mercy. We'll talk about her next time. She said in her diary that Jesus kept prodding her to focus in on my passion, because when you do that, You'll know what love is. So we're drawn to him through his suffering. And look, he says he's the Christ. They beat him. Uh, they spit in his face. They mock him. Uh, they laugh at him. They make him carry his cross. All of that. And as he's bleeding and suffering and dying before our eyes, we begin to feel something, something very personal. Uh, you had to do this because of me. You, you, you were willing to go through this because of me. And I think that's when our relationship deepens and be, it begins to evolve. Yeah, I mean, he died so that we could have eternal life. And salvation is there for us. It's the discipleship that's the costly part. You know, are you, are you going to do the work that Jesus asks of you? Are you going to be merciful? Are you going to be compassionate, understanding? That's the hard part. That's what we have to make up our mind to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and what about our own suffering? You know, Isaiah mm -hmm. said that, you know, he was pierced for our offenses and he took on our suffering. When we go through our own things, I mean, what about the awful experience of losing a child? I know I've had a mm -hmm. few examples of that in my own parish. It's awful. But when we face a debilitating illness, you know, somebody gets ALS and they start sliding downhill and it's never going to get better. What do we do with those kinds of things? Well, as Christians, we, we know we take them to the cross because it's him who knows of our suffering, and that's how we draw closer to him. Yeah, if you, you know, you just, when you go into a Catholic church, the first thing you'll see behind every altar is a crucifix with the crucified Christ on it. On it. You know, yeah. it shows and reminds us that the path to holiness 
is suffering, you know, and we have to remember it's redemptive suffering. You know, we can always offer up our sufferings for the souls in purgatory or for somebody who's not doing well. You know, the remedy to our sins is that cross. So when we think, you know, well, you know, our sins aren't that bad, take a good look at what that cost. Yep. He said, focus in on my passion because then you'll know that I understand and that I love you because look what I've done. I've laid down my life for you. Right. You know, there's no depiction in the Bible, Frank, of the actual resurrection. There is of the ascension, but you know, he's in the tomb. It's Holy Saturday. He's been buried. We're waiting, waiting for the vigil mass. And when he, when we wake up on Sunday morning, we say he is risen. Right. He's conquered sin and death. And through him, we're going to enter into this eternal peace with God. It's all too good to be true. Easter Sunday is a great day. And we celebrate with meals and, and celebrations with our family. And the, the, the liturgical season is a yeah. beautiful time, Easter season. But for the Christian, Easter is a way of life. We are an Easter people, really. And every day of our lives, it makes sense when we wake up to say he is risen. Yeah. I mean, we are a joyful people. Um, right. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing worse than a miserable Christian. Right. Um, but the only, you know, the only way to that joy is joy in Jesus, joy in the Lord. And that consists of doing what he wants us to do. You know, he came to serve. And when you think of the last supper, when he's washing the apostles feet, he comes to Peter and Peter says, never at any time will you wash my feet. Now, what's his mistake? His mistake is he's telling Jesus what to do. And how many times in our lives do we try to do that? Do we know better? You know, um, do we know better than Jesus? Do we know we know better than his church? That that's all. That's our ego kicking in. But joy isn't telling Jesus what we want, but being agreeable to his will and what he wants. Yeah. So our joy is a lasting uh, joy. Happiness what people look for all the time and all these um, attachments and things is temporary. Joy is lasting. We have to focus on the things of heaven. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that instruction, I'm giving you a model to follow, he said, when he washed right. their feet. These guys are going to be the leaders of the church. And he's telling them, this is how I want you to lead, by washing their feet. You know, there's a couple of symbols that stand out for me in Holy Week, one of which is the the famous piece of artwork, the Pieta, you know it well. Um, yeah. They flew it in from Rome to the Vatican Pavilion at the 64 World's Fair. And you and I were little guys. You were 10. I was about 12. Right. And uh, remember how they it was bathed in this light, white light. And as you passed along it on a on a tram, little uh, motion thing, uh, it, it was just hard to get over. It was over. impressive, right? It was, it's like nothing you ever saw before. I remember just, seeing it. It really captured the feeling of, 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 of Good Friday for me. It has always stayed with me, and I've always loved seeing that statue. The other thing that makes an impression on me is the Paschal candle itself. You know, we light it, of course, at the Easter Vigil Mass and at the Easter Sunday celebrations. But that Paschal candle, that Easter candle, is lit at every funeral mass and every baptism because it means that the light of Christ has overcome the darkness, and now we can live in this light forever. It's beautiful. Yeah, I try to. The other thing I try to do during this week is try to make a, a spiritual tradition, um, you know, maybe go to confession or try to attend the Last Supper Mass on Holy Thursday. Good Friday, I always like to watch the Passion. 
can also go to Stations of the Cross. And one of the things my uncle used to do with my cousins is uh, they used to do what they call keep the silence. In other words, during the three hours when Christ hung on the cross, they would be silent um, and they'd usually go uh, for a hike in the, in the mountains, you know. But um, an, another good thing to think about, make this uh, make this a special uh, a special time because it is it's the biggest feast day um, of the year, Easter Sunday. That's great. Uh, from Good Friday to Easter Sunday, our friends are going to be saying the rosary and doing these devotions, as you point out. Right. And that Paschal candle will be lit at the Mass on Saturday night. And here's the final prayer that, that we think about. When you see that flame burning, the prayer is, May this flame be found still burning by the morning star, the one morning star who never sets, Jesus Christ, your Son, who, coming back from death's domain, has shed his peaceful light on humanity, and he lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Frank, I want to wish you and your family a happy Easter, a Buona Pasqua. Same to you, Deacon. And for our friends out there, just uh, like us and follow us and uh, send us an email, anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. I love you a lot. I'll talk to you next time, Frank. Thank you. God bless, Deacon. Thanks. Thanks.